What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one on Mad Man, and from the badlands of Southern Montana, it's Nolan Fifty One Fifty. Nolan, how we doing tonight, man? What's going on? What's on your shirt there? Oh, uh, sh- uh, might be hard to see. Oh, you got some shroom doggies on there. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I still uh, got that little, I, I still got that little care package in my bathroom that you left me yeah, a while back. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about it a couple of times. I was like, you know, maybe just just a little pinch and in some tea or something like that. But it it it'll, I'm still scared. Don't be scared, dog. Just d- take a little bit. <laughs> I did I did a little micro yesterday, and I'm feeling pretty good today. Oh really? Yeah. Does it help you uh, recoup from from work and shit on the weekend? You know, I, so I, before, before I started the new job, I had been microdosing probably about three or four days a week. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I think there is a clear benefit from a macro dose like we used to do versus, (laughs) versus micro. And I've done a little bit of research like the, the, the effects of a macro, like, you know, they call it like a God dose or whatever. <laughs> where yeah, the where, heroic dose. Yes, exactly. So uh, there's long, more longer lasting effects, um, more uh, like deeper psychological repair and stuff like that from that. But then the, the micros have, you know, more of a day-to-day small effect. And, um, I haven't, I haven't done any in a long time and I've been dealing with that back issue and stuff and just, uh, a lot of uh, stress and tension, mental, physical. And, you know, I said, uh, I think it's time to give it, give it another go. And, you know, I slept like a baby last night, had crazy dreams, but I feel great today. Well, this is actually good timing because I had a story that I was going to tell last week, but uh, we never got around to talking about the hurricane, so I never got to the story. So anytime I'm like watching hurricanes now, um, I think about when we did mushrooms for the last time in that house with all the lights off, (laughs) no power. We're sitting in that like five of us in that little Ford Focus just burning (laughs) weed for like four hours. So I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I drove home after that. I know you know I drove home, oh, yeah. and on my way home, it was to this new house, and they had uh, this road that was under construction, and there was cones going all down it on both sides. And at that point, I was like, oh, shit, I'm still fucked up. And I'm like Alice in Wonderland going through this thing. It's like enclosing all around me, just orange lights everywhere. And this thing curves like S's a couple of times. And I'm like, oh shit, man, I'm going off the road. No doubt about it. And uh, I ended up making it home. But uh, so I get home and I go upstairs and I turn the TV on. And at that very time, Hurricane Katrina was making landfall. Oh wow. And it's on every fucking channel. And I'm watching it, and it's doing the yellow and green and red, you know, the little twirling eye, and I'm just doing, holy shit, this looks fucking wild. I'm still going. <laughs> and then it it all, like, crushed down on me, like, this huge weight, and, like, like I got all, like, anxiety, and I was having trouble breathing. I was like, oh, my God, 
I'm watching thousands of people die right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it just fucking freaked me out. It was like, holy shit, I can feel them dying. <laughs> that had to be intense, man. I'll tell you what, that that time was crazy. That I would I wouldn't even classify that as a bad trip for me, but No. Um it was but it wasn't good it either. It was great. No, it was great. It was the best and the worst at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. um that night everybody else started uh taking off and because like you said, that was the last calendar day that we had the keys to our townhouse. There was no electricity, no furniture, and we took full advantage of it. And uh I mean I've been to outer space mentally a couple times, but I went to <laughs> outer space several times. I think everybody did well, that night. Well, we actually did kind of go to outer space because we had Hobby Lobby over there driving us around in my pickup. Oh, shit. And I don't know if you remember this, but this is one of the things I remember the most. Yeah, Hobby Lobby was driving around in my pickup, and he took us up on the top of a hill over Temecula. Lights are, you know, shining. The the stars are bright. We're all tripping. And he parks us on a hill. And I remember I was kind of tripping because I didn't want him to wreck my truck. You know, this is brand new. (laughs) 2004 Dodge pickup that I had. And so he parks us on this hillside and I'm sitting in the front passenger seat. So I've got my seat leaned back and everybody else is in the back. And he's like, all right, you guys want to go to space? And he does a countdown and then he power breaks the pickup for a few seconds and just takes off up this hill. And we're all holding on like, ah, we see the stars coming at us. Like we're going to (laughs) outer space. (laughs) Dude, that we have so many stories from that year there that I I could, I didn't even remember that was that night, but yeah, I felt like I blasted off for sure. And, and we drove past that cowboy club in old town and there was like, what stampede dozen. Yeah. Stampede. There was like a dozen cop cars all lit up and we're just like tripping balls. And side note, uh, well, I, I don't know if I should say his name. I don't want to put him on blast, but <laughs> hobby. Yeah. Hobby lobby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, uh, so the end of the night that night for me, everybody was leaving and I don't remember if I had a game. I think I was planning on just going home to Oceanside, but I was still pinging and, Luckily, John was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I'm all right. I'll just, you can come crash at my place. Drove my whip back to his place. That was, and that was fucking crazy because we had, I'd driven that, you know, it was that little back road or the little back route through the subdivisions and everything up yeah. over to his place. And I knew, like, I could close my eyes and drive it in my mind. But as we were driving, we would we would just stop and then we were stuck and we weren't making any progress until I closed my eyes and then I visualized us making progress and then I'd open my eyes and then we were at that point <laughs> and then we were stuck at that point until I finally closed my eyes again and then we finally got to his house. I I I finally passed out on like a bean bag bean bag or something that he had up in his little loft or whatever. The the funniest part of the story, I wake up the next afternoon or whatever, whatever time it was, I wake up and finally drag my ass downstairs to get the fuck out of there. And I, I, I get to the bottom of the steps and I look on the couch 
and it's motherfucking Travis Pastrana. Ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought that. I was still tripping. I was just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, hey. And I just fucking walked out. <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this right now, man. <laughs> uh, and, hey, Travis Pastrana, get at me if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember how embarrassing that must have been to like oh, come down and see uh, him there. And I couldn't even like just have him like he was probably just looking straight through you. He was, he was, <laughs> and I was like, I know you know what's up, dude. I'm like, I can't, I just can't. I mentally can't. I'm emotionally fried. I gotta go. <laughs> oh man, I, that's like. In any other situation, I'd have been like, oh, man, I wish I'd been there to meet that dude. For sure. He's one of the, yeah. probably one of the baddest dudes that ever walked the face of the earth. But on that particular day, I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, exactly like you just said. I, I There's so much I, I would have wanted to like be like, dude, you're such a fucking badass, blah, blah, blah. Totally fanboy out and whatever and try to kick it with him for a bit, but. Yeah, I had, I had, I, my tank was depleted. I had nothing mentally or anything to give. I was just like, I'm going to get out of here before I really embarrass myself. He did a, um, a, a documentary. I guess that's what you, we just used to call them motocross movies, you know, yeah. crusty demons of dirt, that type of shit. He did one. It was called Revelation 199. I'll have to see if I can find it online and steal it. But uh, it was him essentially as a kid, and he's riding around his house on a 125, an RM125. And, dude, some of the shit he was able to do as a 15-year-old kid was just incredible. He, he was doing these jumps where he'd just do these massive jumps and landing on the front tire, coming to a complete stop. And this was before anybody was doing shit like yeah. that. Like, now it's kind of a standard thing. The brakes are so much better now. So yeah. it's not even, like, fair to compare what he was doing to what they do now. Like, you watch some of those guys on, on uh, Instagram. What's that kid? Alex Hodgins. Axel. Or, is that his name? Axel Hodgins. Yeah. He's incredible. But, again, it's like comparing... Um, Tony Hawk. Dude, it, it's like comparing... This is what it's like. It's like a 911 Porsche compared to a brand new Z06 Corvette. That's the comparison. Yeah. Um. Uh. Axel, Axel used to come into my old shop. A lot of a lot of dudes used to come in there. Ryan Sheckler, who else? Uh, uh, you and know, he's good too. Yeah. Uh. But uh, those guys are bad. I. I. I think. I think a good comparison would be uh, Tony Hawk to like the new age skaters. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, I wish I would have. I could probably find it right now. I can. It'll take me a second, but this is going to be worth it, I think. God, I hope I have it. Oh, there's Ozzy. I can't believe he hasn't started barking at this point yet. <laughs> Damn, I don't think I have it. I was going to have it on last week's show, but I guess I ditched it. He was on uh, Jay Leno's Garage recently, and he built a like i don't know a 57 corvette and put in an electric motor in it what an <laughs> asshole i mean what an asshole yeah, yeah. and it's just he's like you know i like to be different it's like no you don't man you're the most corporate fucking 
uptight skater that's ever lived. He's like apart from skating in a lot of ways. He just doesn't really fit in with the culture at all. Oh, he's just so good. Yeah, he's just I don't know. He's he's more likely to do a corporate commercial than say something rebellious. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Jesus, Ozzy is just going crazy right now. This is driving me nuts. Hold on a second. Talk for a second. Ozzy, shut up! <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, All right, uh, I funny, think I took care of it the, there. The, <laughs> Good old cough yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. The story behind the T-shirt, though, uh, it was a birthday present from my niece. Oh, right on. Yeah, she knows That's, my style. She knows you well. Yeah. She knows you well. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we get into the news here? I was going to bring up this other story, but screw it. We're just going to skip right into climate change. So this story is a little bit old right now, but who cares? I don't think anybody's even listening to us at this point. I have no proof. <laughs> I have numbers that I get from from various sites like YouTube and, and uh, Rumble, and I get podcasting numbers. I know how many people download the show, but – I, I you know, still, we don't really have a whole lot of proof that anybody's listening. So what, this is an old video. What, what do you think? What do you, you are there? What do you think the odds are that or what do you think the percentage of our views are actual uh, Russian troll farms? They're just I don't know. I just doubt trying any. to keep tabs I think a lot of them are just I think a lot of them are just clicks on. So like if you if I post it on social media, if somebody clicks the link. It brings you through to the video, and then that counts as a view. Like, even if you just watch for a second? Yeah. You can go on to YouTube and see how long people watch the video for. Oh, really? And it's not all that long most of the time. Yeah, I, I can bring it up. This is bull- – we don't need to go over this stuff. We can yeah. – you know. Hey, if anybody's listening, leave a comment or send us an email, something. Let us know that you're listening. Tell, we're, yeah, we're, tell we're us how, tell us how bad we're doing. Few people out there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, tell us what you like. Constructive what, criticism. What that you do like, what you don't like. <laughs> tell us we're assholes. Tell Nolan to get some better internet so we don't have to do <laughs> yes, all this yes. fucking bullshit all the goddamn time. I went on to some internet site, and I typed in your address, and it said there's like four different services available. So hopefully – there, hopefully that means something's on the way. I don't know. We'll see. Let's get back into the show. So <laughs> old old Dick Grab and Don Lemon brought on a um, a hurricane expert the other day to get the lowdown on Hurricane Ian. So let's go to Don Dog. Can you tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon? Right away. We we can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eyewall forming around the inner eyewall. And that's basically the second eyewall has over taken the original eyewall and that should arrest development um so listen i just i'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change but what what so effect does climate change, change have on this Did you hear phenomenon that that, that is he happening goes, now because it's he goes you said you wanted to talk about climate change no he didn't he said he didn't want to talk about climate change <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's let's check back in. That is happening now because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Uh oh. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse. May. Uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, <laughs> I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Okay. Something is causing them to inten- intensify. <laughs> that's his rebuttal i grew up there i know these storms are intensifying it's like yeah no you don't motherfucker <laughs> you know somebody in your ear is telling you to get back to climate change because that's the thing we gotta we gotta drive home nobody's interested in this nuclear war why can't we get anybody interested in the nuclear war at least get the climate change going no <laughs> oh it's one one or the other right it's got to be it's got to be something that kills everybody you know all that, of these arguments what, come what, down to too many people, and how are we going to get rid of them? What do you think about the whole uh, Biden pardoning all the uh, marijuana convictions, right? I'll believe it when I see it, and I think this is like a platitude to – I've got a, some more stories on it at the end. Okay. So we'll, okay. Get, down, we'll right. get back. Let's get to it at the end. Yeah, Let's yeah, keep yeah. going with climate change, and then we'll, we'll motor through. Otherwise, we're going to get off target. I do have some – Biden went down to um, – to Florida, like right afterwards, and he's doing this press conference here. He's got Ron DeSantis standing behind him, some Coast Guard, and I don't know, maybe a reservist, some guy who looks like he's a colonel or something like that, uptight. So he's <laughs> let's see, uh, let's see, <laughs> let's see if Biden can go this entire time without making a political point. Of uh, the first lady, thank you very much for the hospitality, and uh, you know, uh, I want to thank the mayor. And the county chair, Cecil, took me on a little helicopter ride, and we went out to Sandibel Island all across the earth. I mean, I'm sure it's much worse on the ground, but you can see a whole hell of a lot of the damage from the air. And you can imagine, because unfortunately, (laughs) I've been to a lot of disaster areas in the last couple months. uh, The White House has been a disaster area. More fires have burned in the west and the southwest, burned everything right to the ground then. The, the entire state of New Jersey, the, 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 as much room as that takes up. And the reservoirs out west are, are, are down to almost zero. We're in a situation where the Colorado River looks more like a stream. Yeah, There's a stream. lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended on. is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. <laughs> but, folks, I also want to uh, – so exactly. Jill and I have had you all in our prayers, so and I goes. mean that sincerely. And uh, we're here today because we wanted to tell you in person that we're thinking of you, and we're not leaving. We're not, we're not leaving until this gets done. Oh, this gets done. He left like 20 minutes after that. Fucking <laughs> guy, what are you talking about? We're not leaving. Uh, <laughs> that was the royal You can't go 30 seconds without linking this to climate change, which is exactly what our guy just told us you shouldn't do. Yeah. Eh, but, you know, that's not how you win an election. They, <laughs> they got... They got an election to win. There's still going to be an October surprise. We haven't had an October surprise yet. You know, everybody was waiting for the October surprise during the during the last election, and it turned out not to be the Democrats. It was the Republicans with the with the Hunter Biden laptop. So oh. who knows what kind of October surprise we're going to get this year? <laughs> that whole that whole time, DeSantis is standing back there, and he's kind of got like a 
a weird look on his face, man. If I'm, he's got to be like probably sucking it up. But if I'm him, I'm like making faces when he says something like that. I'm like, you talk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could make a funny guy, meme out of it. This yeah, you can get guy. memes out of that. <laughs> they got, they somebody drops the shades on him. <laughs> Thug life in it. Yeah. He goes. Yeah. Biden's like, you know, the, the one thing this does is. Ends the, uh, the debate on whether climate change is real and if we should do something about it. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> you know, I can see the campaign videos now. <laughs> how the how the hell does he? I mean, obviously he's he's pretty delusional, uh, in my opinion. But uh, how do you how do you relate uh, a hurricane that is pre- putting? tens of thousands of gallons of water on land to the, what did he say, the Colorado River running? Yeah, he goes, the Colorado River's basically a stream right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I heard another good. The reservoirs are dry. So the man-made reservoirs that you guys control the limit of Mm -hmm. are dry. Oh, it's this artificial scarcity that they're trying to create with water. I heard another trying good. To us where, did you did you listen to the one of the last tinfoil hat episodes? Yes, yes, that's exactly guy, what I was going to say. Primary water. Yes, dude, that was fucking great, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that dude was on it. That's uh, I point. almost feel like embarrassed to go on that show when people <laughs> when I hear people like that. I'm like, man, I don't like I don't do that type of thing. <laughs> that I was going to bring up one point that I heard on that, which was. Uh, how they're uh, saying try, with the climate change, trying to say that we're running out of water, but then on the other ha- uh, side of the coin, they're saying that because of climate change, the uh, there's going to be too glaciers. Much water. The glaciers are melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's got you know both of them can't be true for sure. Both yeah. of them could be incorrect, but both of them can't be right for sure. <laughs> so no. like it doesn't it's- make any sense. <laughs> They act like we're not going to be able to remove salt from water a hundred years yeah, from now. Dude, yeah. Fucking wild, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can already do it. It's expensive, but we can do it already. Well, shit. If you've if you've watched uh, any of those like um, survival shows, those motherfuckers desalinate enough water to survive with nothing. <laughs> yeah. With a coffee yeah, can, easy. some tube, and uh, and a fucking. Um, a goddamn bick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the the one that I really liked was um, Dual Survivor or something like yes, that. Yeah, and it had the it had the Marine yep. and then the guy who the big guy with the socks, Cody, walked through the snow yeah, in socks. Yeah, yeah. Cody, that yeah. was his name. That dude was a badass. Um, that so dude was a badass. Not to, I bet you he would roll some mushrooms with us. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> not not to throw not to throw too much shade at that dude's way, but uh, you remember Matt, uh, homie from Fallbrook. Yeah. So he went to Prescott, Arizona, for like uh, basically a degree in you know. I don't like adventuring, you know, he took white water rafting classes, but, but that dude was like a, a local around there and had this, uh, according to Matt, had this whole celebrity status and everything and is a pedo. Oh, really? Yep. I don't, Hey, that's, that's what I heard. Like that's that. what I heard from somebody who supposedly 
saw him rolling around, pulling young ladies. Wow. Yeah. And if I they're mean, over 18, more power to you. Like but, that? but, you know. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to go out in the, in the glaciers? I'll show you how to walk in your socks. On a scale of 1 to Nothing 10, where's your bush? Socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got, a, I got another video here. Um, I got Michael Schellenberger. He ran for governor in California. People should have voted for him. They didn't. Now California is going to be the new Cuba. Let's hear him uh, tell us about how storms are not getting Sure. Well, climate change is real. It's being caused by humans. We should do something about it. We live in a particular temperature band. We've built our civilization around it. All else being equal, we shouldn't want to change it. Of course, all else is not equal. Um, Our prosperity and security and our resilience to extreme weather are due to our use of energy in general and fossil fuels in particular. These hurricanes are, you cannot attribute them to climate change. There has been no increase in landfalling hurricanes um, over climate relevant timelines, meaning over the last century. There has been an increase from the 70s and 80s, but the 70s and 80s was a very low period. So when you look at a full century, you do not see an increase. There's been an increase in satellite recordings of hurricanes. We've gotten better at recording hurricanes, but when you factor that in, there's been no increase. And so it's irresponsible to suggest that there's been an increase in hurricanes at all, much less as from climate change. And that's both for all hurricanes, but also for major hurricanes, category four and five hurricanes. So it's also incorrect to say that climate change has intensified hurricanes. There is a prediction by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration that we will see a 5% intensification of hurricanes, but that will be due to the fact that the total number of hurricanes is expected to decline by 25%. So the, the, the increase in intensity is just a residue of the fact that you've had an overall decline larger than the decline of category four and five. So they're getting fancy with data. Mm-hmm. The 80s was a, a, a lesson period. So they're te- they're, when they say it's intensified, it's because they're going from the 80s to now, not a whole century. And obviously we've gotten better at recording these things with satellites. Yeah. So ha- this is how to lie with statistics 101. Yep. You find a, a section and you use that section to your advantage. When they talk about warming, that we're in this warming, and they show this hockey stick graph, this is because they exclude the little ice age and the little warming period from their graph. They just drop it off completely. (laughs) And so that's why you get this huge hockey stick graph, and Mm -hmm. they can say, oh, my God, it's warming. It's because they're getting fancy with numbers. This is what these people do. They're liars. Yeah. That's like uh, any, you know, that sounds like, fucking the new press secretary or white house secretary oh, lady with horrible when they're she's trying great. to say that the 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 unemployment rates actually down because you know yeah. that they just they're <laughs> like well it, it should have the unemployment should have grown by this but it only grew by this so we count that as a win <laughs> It's like Biden bragging that he brought gas prices down. Yeah, oh, from where fuck. you fucking like yeah. grenaded them up, up, you know, over five dollars. Oh, I brought them down a dollar sixty. It's like, and you've gotten rid of all of our strategic oil. Like yeah. they've offloaded our entire strategic oil reserve. All right, so now we've got this little pasty little leftist over here. We've got a, a, on the on the panel. Let's hear what he's got to say about. The global warm. Do you think that he's going to come with facts and evidence and science like 
Schellenberger just did. How pasty is he? <laughs> He's pretty pasty. He looks like you could squish him with your thumb. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to have many facts. All right, let's need, see. You need some well, sunlight. I want to respond to that. You know, I looked into this, and I saw climate reports that did show that there's an increase in intensity in hurricanes. I think the claim about the frequency stands, but the predominant uh, argument that I've seen made is that there has been, in a short-term way, an increase in frequency, but more substantively, an increase in intensity of stronger and more damage-causing hurricanes. What's the truth here, in your view? Okay, first off, she knows something, mm-hmm. obviously. She's read some studies. She knows the answer that she wants, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get it out of this guy. Yep. This, is, this, is a, this chick is slick. I can tell that she's smart. She has the exact answer in mind. She knows exactly how she would answer the question, and she's looking for a precise answer. <laughs> if you look at this, you can see that, A, yeah. B, C, D. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's hear if he can do it. Well, you know, as someone who grew up in Miami, Florida, a frontline community when it comes to climate crisis, it's hard to square that, you know, the effects of a changing climate aren't becoming more intense as we lag on any form of action to meaningfully address it. Um, I think that what we've seen over the past few years is that um, these intensifying storms and in other places they take on other forms of climate effects, droughts, wildfires, and so on, are becoming more apparent and more intense and are wreaking havoc over the lives of loads of people across this country and across this world, particularly (laughs) folks who are most vulnerable, working class, poor people, people of color. And um, that is where the real intensity is being felt. Um, There is a lack of action um, up to this point on uh, the climate crisis. Uh, We have devastating effects all across Florida, all over the Pacific Northwest when it came to heat waves that were historic over the past couple of years. The science is in, yet what actually seems to be happening or the only sort of (laughs) action here that seems to be out is that by our elected leaders. So I actually think that, you know, it is of minimum responsibility for President Biden to be talking about an issue like the climate crisis when disasters like these occur. We should be ramping up our action, if anything. Not one fucking answer. (laughs) He didn't give any quantitative data at all all he did is use yeah oh my god i grew up here and it looks like it's so much bad it's horrible and every it's hurting brown and and underprivileged communities the worst and blah 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 that's fucking wild dude was dancing his little heart out thing he never said a goddamn thing and schellenberger's just sitting over there losing his fucking mind you know he is so let's uh Let's hear the rest of Schellenberger here. I, I kind of messed up. Live there are folks who have been historically left behind. Let me just say one thing. There's been 15 Category 4 and 5 hurricanes over the last 100 years. Ten of them occurred before 1960, five since. It's not the case that we're not doing anything on, carbon, on climate change. Carbon emissions declined 22% between 2005 and 2020, mostly as a result of moving from coal to gas. Mm. John's organization opposes natural gas. <laughs> John's organization if you want to reduce carbon emissions in the short term, you got to go natural gas. Sorry, guys. I got to go. Thank you for having me. That was great. He's like, carbon emissions have gone down because we switched from coal to natural gas. John's organization opposes natural gas. So 
<laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> uh. Oh, I forgot to play my my new button over that pasty little bastard. Hold on, let's let's real quickly, real quickly. Here we go. To be frank with you, the costs that are enormous, that are often unreported when it comes to. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Uh oh. One more time. To a storm devastating a community are those which are most vulnerable. I remember Hurricane. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Was that motherfucking Joe Pesci? Yeah, that was oh, Joe. That's good. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe uh, I forgot to play. I uploaded it specifically for that fucking guy. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'm gonna have to get the uh, the the pad from you at some point so I can fucking have myself a big old soundboard over yeah. here to mess with. Dude, I got another. I've got an article here. From Alex Epstein, you remember Alex Epstein? He's the guy that wrote Fossil Future and Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. He's the I, I read both his books. He's the best guy on this. He's got this article here: twenty five myths about extreme weather refuted, and he just goes through myth one: the world has experienced unprecedented danger from uh, weather from fossil fuels. Dude, twenty five of them. Let me just go down and pick a random one. And it's all data to pack it all up, all sorts of graphs. Number nine, media-cited research on extreme weather is unbiased. Yeah, that's definitely true. Hmm. Myth 10, climate research have no political bias. That's definitely a big one. Myth 11, extreme weather attributed uh, research or whatever. That one's a long one. You get the idea here. Everything these people say is bullshit. Everything that guy just says bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, so you want to hear uh you want to hear what DeSantis had to say after after uh, the hurricane ripped through? Yeah. He's looking pretty presidential right now. I think he's going to make a run. Not so much. The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, Don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in in, in, in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you you can have people, you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Governor, sir, you're coming down to St. John's County. Um, I want to ask. He's not messing around. The, more the man you, is not messing around. The more you fuck around, wants, the more you find out. Fuck around and get some. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, man. They had signs. People were spray painting all over wrecked buildings and shit. You loot, we shoot. Yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> uh, I, I, not to change subjects to gun control, but uh, real quick. Like, the only... You can have the opinion that, yeah, if there were no guns, then everything would be more peaceful, but there's never going to be no guns. So what's the only other solution is that every gun proliferation law-abiding, sane civilian 
And and I always like to combat uh, extreme gun control. Well, here's the problem. With- here's the problem, though. I got to stop you. What you just said, every law-abiding, sane civilian should have a gun. That's where you start to get fuck-overs because it shouldn't be – you shouldn't qualify it at all. It should be every person should have a gun because what are law? who are laws created by? The government. They can make the laws whatever they want. Who decides who you're – if you're sane or not? The government. They can put any doctor in there they want. All of, all of these things – all of these things end up becoming pitfalls. The only true answer is guns for everyone. The bad people will be overran by the good people. You, you just can't qualify it because then you have to start That's true. breaking it down to yeah. who decides what. And the, the one thing I always like to uh, combat extreme gun control uh, people with is uh, I, I pitch that it uh like gun safety like basic hunter safety gun basic operational yeah. education should be mandatory in the educational system absolutely hunter you know safety course when you're 15 yep for yep. everyone absolutely absolutely that's a great fucking point and you'll never have anything like that with the public school system that's why we got school choice and yeah. private schools and and charter schools and trade schools where we can actually teach kids things that are worth learning. Yeah. And, we, you know, I mean, let's keep going with okay. on guns <laughs> yeah. here because I've got another I've got another gun story here for us. Here we go. State Attorney General's gun buyback program aims to curb gun crime. But one man claims he made on a 3D printer for the sole made guns on a 3D printer for the sole purpose of selling them at Utica's buyback event. As News Channel 2's Jolene Ferris reports, he walked away with $21,000 in taxpayer money. Fuck yeah. On August 27th, the state attorney general's office held a community gun buyback program at the Utica Police Department. No questions asked. They'd buy from you as many guns as you wanted to surrender. Nobody thought this through. If you you look at the flyer, it is just the, 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 the gravest thing that Letitia James could have done. And she she literally put a bounty on 3D printed guns. This is the she guy. said, I will give you extra money if it doesn't have a serial number on it. She, they made no specifications. They didn't they didn't touch on any details. There was no fine print. And that's why I was able to walk out with twenty one thousand dollars. After seeing people posting on Twitter about using 3D printers to make ghost guns to sell at gun buybacks, a man who identified himself to us as Kem got to work on a $200 3D printer he got for Christmas. Well, I 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames for different kinds of firearms. The then he drove six hours to Utica. That's hey, you're from gun right buyback, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm here. And he sees the toad, he's like, oh, how many firearms do you have? And I said, 110. This began an all-day negotiating and haggling <laughs> session no with an staff from the state attorney general's office. And it ended with Fuck you, pay the, me. the guy and a lady from the budget office uh, finally coming around with the 42 gift cards and counting them out in front of me. $21,000 in $500 gift cards. We asked the state attorney general's office a few weeks ago if they were aware this might be happening at gun buyback programs. They didn't answer the question, responding only that the buyback in Utica helped keep families safe and was a big success. Yeah, I'm sure it was. 
Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure. I'm sure handing over twenty one thousand dollars in gift cards sure to some punk kid after getting a bunch of plastic junk was a rousing success. Kem says he had two objectives: Sounds make like some cash and make a point. And gun buybacks are a fantastic way of showing number one that your policies don't work, and number two, you're creating you're perverse demand. You're causing people to show up to these events only to make money. And they don't actually reduce crime whatsoever. Utica police referred all questions to the AG's office. We reached out to them again today. No response. Jolene Ferris, News Channel 2. No response. Yeah, Yeah, big surprise there. Oh, man. What a great fucking scam. I love a good scam. And that's about as good as you can get. I'd love to get me a 3D printer. I did some more research into 3D printers today because I... In that article, the article that I found this story in, they said it said that they now have technology that they're working with where they can track these fucking things. And I've got, yeah, mm. eh, it doesn't really matter. I don't need to read it, but yeah. I went through the whole fucking thing. And yeah, it seems like they can track these things down. Like I've how? Got, by the, so by the I, composite? Or like that would be here, the I'll only go to thing. The, I'll go to the thing. I'll go to the thing right now. I've got it right here. Here we go. The print track, the print tracker work using a very simple, Jesus Christ, what a, they didn't even edit this? The print tracker work using a very simple engineering concept. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't fuck that one up. Here we go. (laughs) The print tracker works using a very simple engineering concept based on discovering the infill patterns of a 3D printed gun, which essentially, oh man, what just happened here? Which essentially uh, contain info about the object. In practice, however, small differences that exist in terms of the lack of uniformity can uh, complicate the process. The aim of the team's invention is to account for these differences. So essentially, they'll be able to take a microscope, look at this machine, look at uh, or look at this the gun. Yes, exactly. Then look at something else that the machine is yeah. made. Exactly, exactly. So, so it's not so like they after can... so after every lower, you just fucking run a file across your fucking. Deal. <laughs> well, no, the deal is is your your printer is going to print the same way every time. So not, they're going to look at that. It, not if you hit the... the well, then it's not going it, to work. It'll work. <laughs> 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 or you just change change a needle after every dozen or so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe. Who knows? But have you ever, have you ever seen... Something they're going to figure this shit out. Have you, have you seen any 3D printers in action? Yeah, they have one. They have two. They have a big one and a small one at my uh, prosthetics place. They can make prosthetic shit with them. They can actually make entire prosthetics with them. One of them takes up an entire room. It's wow. massive. Wow, wow. Like they had to rent an entire different part of, part of the building to um, house this fucking thing. That's cool, that man. Big. I think and, I think three D printers ha- are like gonna be a huge part of the future have you seen the ones that uh 3d print houses with concrete i have that's interesting they've actually 
they I saw recently that they did an experiment where they took one of those things and they fed it shit that it, they would find on Mars, and it was able <laughs> to make structures out of Martian at, or out of Martian dirt and shit like that. So they're like, oh, we can go to Mars and put these things to work. Martian. Yeah, yeah. You slaves won't have to do all the labor by hand. We'll make the bricks for you. <laughs> you wanna you wanna hear some some more about three D printed guns in Australia? Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's here we go. Last year, New South Wales police established yeah. Strike Force Temerang, a special task force designed to crack down on illegal firearms, with one of its main aims to track and trace three D printed guns and their parts. And this is one of those seizures: a semi-automatic military-grade weapon designed and made using a three D <laughs> printer. Commander Very of the rough. Drug and Firearms Squad, Detective yeah. Superintendent John Watson, explains how it works. Once it's loaded, the bullets go in. As it, it's now loaded, ready to Did go. You hear that spring? Obviously, the trigger. <laughs> just press back the trigger; it will fire. It's a safety switch. Doubtful. And that's there is where the ammunition I've will come out. So that's the ejector port. And in terms guns, of the weight of it, is it very comparable to to what the normal version of that would be? Look, somewhere between two and three kilos. So yeah, look, it, it, for all intents and purposes, it is almost uh, an exact replica. Almost an this exact weapon replica. This was during Do you a raid. Hear that and fucking guy? It's almost an exact replica, dude. This thing looks like a cheap toy. I've got a BB gun down there that is far far better quality than this fucking thing. So let's uh, let's hear about these dirty, nasty Aussie criminals printing guns. Subsequent arrest Ugh. in southwestern Sydney, and although the number of printed guns and parts in Australia is low compared to other countries like the United States or the UK, our law enforcement agencies recognise this is an emerging threat. But the perpetrators aren't necessarily who you'd think. So we haven't seen uh, organised crime uh, in this particular oh. space. Um, it's something that Cartel. we are seeing people that are interested in firearms, oh. edged weapons, interested in using the technology to see what can be reproduced, oh. perhaps. Obvious. But probably the one common thing is um, that curiosity becomes criminal oh. once they start manufacturing gun parts and firearms. Unlike traditional gun... The the curiosity becomes criminal once mm -hmm. they start manufacturing parts for mm -hmm. firearms. Isn't that wild, dude? They're not even going after criminals. These are like probably college kids who are fucking around with 3D printers. Yeah, or they're, you know, middle-aged uh, business people that actually want to defend themselves. Someone like you or me. You know, just hanging out. We we want to. I looked into some of the. You can get some really cool ones. They make one that you specifically buy from this company. I'm going to look into it. I hadn't. I I don't know how much it costs yet, but it's a a ready made printer that has already got all of the software ready to go. Oh wow! So all you do is, and it's just specifically made to print guns. That's all it does. That's that's very interesting. <laughs> they showed this Glock that it printed. It looked tight. I've seen nothing some. like the the guns that they're showing on this. Yeah, are t I've seen some really cool ones on Instagram. Some ARs that you would never know had printed parts. Oh on yeah, them. yeah. No, I've I've held, uh, haven't shot any that I know of, but I have held um, some 
3D printed tools. <laughs> <laughs> that was very deep. Thank yep. you for that. Yep. You you really painted the pic- a picture was, of what it's think, like was, to hold I was really, and I was access really, and use a 3D really printer. I was really rethinking what I was saying and how how deep I wanted to get into that. <laughs> hey, Nolan. There's no free lunch. Oh, wait. Hey, Nolan. You don't have a lucky crack pipe? Oh, I mean, come on. It's got to be that lucky crack pipe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a little bit more from these guys. We can listen to a little bit more. Let's go. ...that have a serial number and can be easily traced, 3D serial weapons, or so-called ghost guns, ghost. don't. God, However, that, that doesn't mean they're untraceable, thanks to online mechanisms and a multi-agency approach. ...particular skills in terms of the intelligence and the information that we're gathering around this, this crime type. So New South Wales Police work with all our law enforcement partners, and it's right across Australia, but also our Commonwealth agencies as well. So we're working with Border Force and... Uh, Australian Federal Police to combat this crime. Although 3D printers are easily accessible to the public, knowing how to design and then build all of the components for a fully functional weapon reduces the threat to the public. So I couldn't this afternoon Google how to print a, a 3D gun I and did. make something like I this. Did. No, I figured that it out. It certainly right. takes a, uh, a great deal of expertise and knowledge, um, both from the firearm standpoint, but also they from the technical standpoint and um, yeah. the manufacturing standpoint. That's the whole point of that. What would your warning and message be to someone that's thinking of, of making one? We have some of the strongest laws in the world, so they're going to be facing very, very serious penalties. Uh, 10 and 14 years for manufacturing firearms. We're getting information all the time that we're acting on yeah. uh, and I think that um, the message is very clear don't do it or you will get caught don't do it or you will get caught 14 mm-hmm. years they're gonna give you 14 years my god these people are insane alright well speaking of slaves let's do some tech and when I say tech I don't mean like big tech I mean the tech these people are gonna use to control us in the future Slave tech. Let's go into some slave tech. All right. China approves world's largest pulse-powered plant, sets eye on achieving nuclear fusion in six years, top scientists say. So let me read a little bit from this, and then we shall learn. On September 9th, Professor Zhengabangangangang of the Chinese Academy of Engineering <laughs> Physics announced that the Chinese government had approved the construction of the world's largest pulse-powered plant in Zhangyabangai province in China. He also told the gathering host in Beijing-based think tank Texascope that the country intends to create nuclear fusion by 2028. Fusion ignition is the jewel and the crown of science and technology in today's world. Professor Ringingang stated according to South China Morning Post. So, the way they're going to do this is they're going to use a Z-Pinch fusion machine. Now, Z-Pinch is really fucking cool. Uh, This is something I've been following for a long time. So, I pulled up a video from YouTube. Let's learn a bit about the Z-Machine. Well, welcome, Brian. This is the Z-Machine. It's Brian Cox. Located on a high-security base just outside Albuquerque. The Z-Machine, as it's known, is run by John Porter. 
So this is the largest pulse power device in the world. It's also the largest x-ray generator in the world. So in about an hour, we're going to discharge about 26 million amps through a little thimble-sized um, cylinder of wires. This is, you know, 100 times bigger than the instantaneous power consumption of the United States, at least. Yeah. So, you know, again, just phenomenal amounts, but for very short periods of time. So that's what makes... With all this power at its disposal, don't, don't the charge Z your machine electric cars. is able to recreate the conditions inside don't an H-bomb. And so at this hours. point, we, we, the conductors are inside a vacuum, and then they're converging all to the axis about... I don't know, 10 feet down there is where all the current gets concentrated in the thin wires. But we, you know, Nearby, John shows me a target that will sit at the center of the machine. So the 26 million amps is flowing right along there. And then you can barely see the, the array of wires. There's probably like 300 wires here. Yeah, they look like a spider's web. Exactly. They're absolutely tiny. When it fires, these wires are rapidly vaporized and the strong magnetic field generated by the enormous electric currents force the wire remnants to implode. This is known as a Z-pinch. And it's this that creates the conditions for nuclear fusion to occur. All right, the diagnosticians are back down from rearming. We're going to continue on with our checklist. Excellent. The radiation generated by this machine is extreme, mm. and it can, in certain places, create lethal doses of radiation. So it's not a good idea to be stood here when you... Uh, when you do that. Oh, that's right. So it's about to get dangerous, so we better take off. <laughs> right. And we've got red flashing lights. Exactly. All, the, all the signs, so it's better to leave. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. So we do about it. We do one shot a day. Right. So this has already been locked up. They'll take you to the control room. The x-rays are so intense that people and video cameras are only safe inside the specially shielded control room. You guys still ready? We're ready for you to arm. Okay, we are still armed. Attention going to 93. C is preparing to fire. We're starting CBL countdown. We are counting CMOS 135. We are charging. We're going to take it up to 82,000 volts. We are charging the MTGs. When it fires, this vast brute of a machine is powerful enough to create a minor earthquake that's felt across the entire site. Charge complete, arming to fire. T-Zero. Whoa. So, Only one image of right the blast now. has ever been captured. This picture. This is that image. I, should, I sent you a picture a couple weeks ago of this big machine that was lit up blue. Yeah. You remember the one I'm yeah. talking about? That's the Z-Pinch. So they pump all of this energy down into these fine wire filaments and then it hits this deuterium tritium target and it fuses it it literally fuses it so you get this explosion not really an explosion more like an implosion and you get a small star this is not the type of fusion machine that's going to keep it going not it's not a tokamak so like the west's big fusion project right now is called eater and they're building a tokamak fusion reactor that's going to test bringing energy into the actual grid. And what that does is it's a big donut with magnets around it. And these magnets can contain the plasma. So plasma is electrically charged. So when something's electrically charged, you can control it with magnets. So these things get up to uh, 100 million degrees. So they can slag any material 
that it touches. So you've got to hold this plasma in with magnets. So that's what the West is working on right now. China's working on one, too. They're probably working on multiple of them. This is something that a lot of places are, are working on. There's still problems, like they're not able to hold the plasma for long periods of time. So yeah. you're looking at intermittent power, which is the same type of thing as wind and solar. So you're going to have this big, massive spike of power that the grid can't handle, and then you're going to have downtime. So it's going to be really tough for them to actually get power into the grid until they can sustain these plasma yeah. reactions for a long time. Yeah. And I think um, Eater's going to be able to do it for a couple of minutes. So there's a couple of different ways that they're looking at utilizing fusion over here in China. One way, they're building their tokamak also, but the way that they're looking to get the energy into the grid is they are going to transfer heat into a molten pit of salt. So the molten pit of salt is just going to churn and churn and churn, and the heat they grab from the fusion will just keep it heated up, and then you can burn water, or you can boil water, make steam, turn a turbine, and have 24-7 electricity. Yeah. That's that's the... Like, that sounds more... If it can be harnessed and controlled, then it's going to be, you know, the... Uh, movie uh, script, unlimited yeah. free energy for the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but there's still problems. There's still other problems like deuterium, tritium are not easy to get. One of them, I think, it's deuterium. No, tritium is is already in short supply. So one of the ways that they are looking at is is helium three. And there's a company right now on Earth that's on Earth. I I I, I sci-fi <laughs> land right there yeah, where they were only. Where they were only making helium three in space. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was great. Uh. Uh. <laughs> but so the way they're doing this one over here in China with the Z pinch machine is when they when they're able to fuse that target, you get all these heavy elements and radioactive elements that are absorbed into the container that's surrounding it, and you can use that material to make an A bomb. Or you can also burn it in a normal fission reactor. So they're going to be making fuel for a fission reactor, which I think is very ingenuitive. I, I I'll be interested to watch this one. Now, where any wh- thoughts? I, I've been I've been hearing a lot about the helium three, but it's all um, in outer space. Something about uh, was it? It's on the moon. Yeah, was it the moon? And then, and so, then some like giant asteroid that's supposedly gonna—it's on its way to be close to Earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, however close I, is, but I've never heard that. What? There, so there's a supply of it on the moon. They don't know exactly how much is on the moon or how easy it's going to be to get. So the first mission will be to get it on the moon, start mining it on the moon. But then they're gonna say, oh, well, it's too hard to get. There's a limited supply here, you know, false scarcity again. We need to go to Jupiter to get it from Jupiter. So we have, we need more money, more product, more ships. You know what I mean? <clears throat> meanwhile, Speaking other people space. will have figured out. Yes. Yeah, meanwhile, other people would have figured out better ways of producing energy on Earth. I just saw I just saw a thing that said Tom Cruise is going to actually, he's pitching a movie to be shot in outer space. I heard that too. I, I'm all in on that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, please let it be a Mission Impossible. Oh, that'd be great. 
That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> so I've got I've got one more tech story. So Tokyo, <clears throat> excuse me, Tokyo builds an eco-friendly, high-end technology city on Bay. Super smart city, they're calling it. So what they're building is just these massive, massive cities. They're they're called arcologies in sci-fi. So you've got this big, massive, self-sustaining city where you've got shopping, food, your energy's produced, they burn your garbage, the AI tells you where to go and what to do, and everything's done for you. It's the, you know, sci-fi vision of the future type of thing. So there's a uh, there's another one of these in the works. So let's uh, let's learn a little bit about the line in Saudi Arabia. Countless governments and companies have taken a stab at building a city of the future. There's Songdo in South Korea, the Alphabet-funded Keyside Project in Toronto, which was abandoned yeah, in May of last exactly. year. And <laughs> both Singapore and Barcelona have tried to modernize with smart punch. sensors. In January of 2021, Saudi Arabia announced plans for its own futuristic city oh, called God. The Line. Instead the line of communities sprawling outward from a central location, they would be built vertically and arranged, well, in a line, hence the name. Even though the vision for the city stretches 170 kilometers, it would do away with cars entirely and instead be connected by high-speed rail that would travel the entire length in just 20 minutes. And each individual community would be largely self-contained so that almost anything you could need, be it a school, a doctor, or a quick meal, would be only a five-minute walk away. The government yeah. says the line will run on 100% clean energy and make extensive use of sensors and AI Saudi to manage Arabia the city's services. And all of this is supposed to be nestled AI. in the pristine natural Where landscape of the Tabuk province with minimal impact on the environment. Hey, now the Saudi we'll, crown we'll prince Mohammed bin Salman has revealed grandiose renders of what the city will look like to match the grandiose plans. The line is envisioned as a giant glass and mirrored wall, 170 kilometers long, 200 meters Next wide, and 500 meters tall. That's we'll taller than the Empire the State Building. Machine. It would have greenery stretching along change. the top, an open-air ventilation no system to help maintain an ideal climate year-round, and it would house up to 9 million people. Now, the line is just one part of Saudi Arabia's controversial $500 billion neo megacity project. For one, the so-called virgin land that the government is building Neom on is, unsurprisingly, not all that virgin. It is the ancestral and current home of many people, including members of the Hawatat tribe who are being forced from their homes for what many see as a vanity project that won't amount to much in reality. Those who have dared to speak out against the government's plans or refuse to give up their homes have been harassed and abducted by Saudi security (laughs) forces, arrested, or in some cases, killed. For example, Abdul Rahim al-Hawati, a prominent Hawatat activist, was killed by police in April of 2020 after posting videos on social media trying to raise awareness of the forced displacement. All of this controversy has even led to some commercial partners pulling out of deals like Riot Games, which had signed on Neom to sponsor the League of Legends championship. Backlash from the gaming community caused that to quickly unravel. 
Now, even if Neom is eventually built and lives up to its lofty promises, there will still be plenty of more cause for concern. Yeah, no the line is expected to be loaded with countless sensors, cameras, and facial recognition technology that, in such a confined space, could push government surveillance to almost unthinkable levels. Yeah, no now, that shit. would be troubling in any oh, no, nation, but it. in a country they like Saudi it. Arabia, where homosexuality yeah. is outlawed, LGBTQ people are persecuted, and women hold yeah, almost no rights, it's downright oh, terrifying. Yeah. Women hold almost no rights, so there is one, there is one plus. <laughs> now, this is in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, man. Now, Could you imagine how horrible that would be? The the one oh thought the one thought I you had dropped your you dropped a piece of trash on the ground. We're gonna throw you in the Z pinch machine. Yeah. <laughs> the the one thought I had they said five hundred billion dollar city, if I'm not mistaken. Now Yeah, right. Are is the United States government still like giving Saudi Arabia money every year? Oh fuck yeah, man! We're supporting their war genocide in in Yemen. That's that's my that was the one major thought I had. I'm like, okay, so they are spending five hundred billion dollars to build this bullshit futuristic slave ship on land, yeah, behind a big mirror, so nobody can see what's happening. But our tax dollars are still getting shipped over there. Yeah, oh, for sure. Why? Absolutely. They have $500 because, billion dollars to spend on this shit, but we got to give yeah, them money. And they, have, and they have more oil than, like, probably every other nation combined. More oil than God. It's fucking wild. <laughs> more oil than God. <laughs> Prince Bonesaw is God, as far as we're concerned. Yeah, man, it's a fucking nightmare. But, you know... At least o- over here in America, we've got uh, we've got good old Uncle Joe, and and he's on the case. Let's, let's let me start it. off with two words. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America. <laughs> now Did that you was, hear that? That one? was maiden. Made in America, right? Was yeah, that a pronoun? That's right. Fact it check. Was a pronoun. Fact check. False. Maiden in America. <laughs> Holy My shit. pronouns are, are made and N. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Made in America. Dude, 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 there has to be, at this point, I'm convinced there has to be some sort of, like, moles in his camp that are just feeding him things to say. I mean... I, who knows if there was a prompter on that one, but if there was, that had to have been a troll. Dude, Somebody's trolling him. He's got to be a robot. He has to be a robot. Nobody, Maybe. even if even if he was a real live human being, nobody could deliver real such such retarded lines so well, so often. <laughs> like you would dude, accidentally run correct again. him. Yeah, and he's motherfucker, run again. that motherfucker can't run. He can't even walk upstairs. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, man. Yes, points. What a fucking nightmare. Uh, let's let's hear him. Let's hear him go again about uh, about manufacturing 
in America. This is, he was like giving a speech at some, I don't know, some plant or something. There's a bunch of pallets stacked behind him, and it says "Made in America." So like this was an event that was called Made in America, and he pre-gamed by going, like, I'm going to get up there and say two words, Made in America. <laughs> it's like, it says Made in America stamped behind him. Yeah. <laughs> made in, an Amer- you made can't, in America. You can't, you can't write that. It's, some, ugh, it's wild. All right, let's hear the rest of him. Folks, we need to make these chips here in America. To bring down everyday cost and create we need good to to paying American jobs. And don't take my word for it. Listen to the leaders of IBM and across yeah. the country. IBM. They're making don't listen decisions to what I'm right saying. now. Yeah, of course not. To produce these chips. Why would they're you? choosing America. You say I don't even listen to what I'm saying. see we're coming back. We're leading the way. As I said, since I came to office, our economy has created... 10 million jobs. After we destroyed 668 them manufacturing yeah. jobs. What? You hear 80 million? And they created Made in 10. America is yeah. no longer a slogan. Made in America it's is a reality. no longer a slogan. It's and the Chips reality. and Science Act oh my God. makes historic investment in companies to build advanced manufacturing facilities here in America. So at that, okay, he goes, after he says all the jobs that they created, he goes, 668 manufacturing jobs 668 and then on the subtitles down on the video it says 668,000 yeah so they're they're translating for him it's like ah oh, yeah, this is what he meant to say so we're just going to write it in how it should have been <laughs> yeah it's it's so embarrassing man that the one thing oh like, i think it's great <laughs> <laughs> well, it's embarrassing for the country that that's like that's our captain. Like that's that's the guy. Yeah. Sleepy Joe comes out on the field to quarterback the game. He's got the C on the jersey. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh, how can the how the, can how can he make so many fucking ridiculous, embarrassing fuck ups? And I I haven't I haven't heard one word. As far as I've seen or heard about, um, maybe calling his, you know, um, ability yeah. to serve, govern a and, country, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, like they were trying to impeach Trump right out the gate. Not that I'm a giant Trump supporter, but they've, no. they've, they're still trying to fuck with him just to make sure that he can't run again. And this guy can't even fucking ride a bike. Can't even speak a full, you know, normal English language sentence that makes sense and is coherent. But nobody's calling into question his ability to lead. No, no. But, you know, the the good thing is, is the more ridiculous it gets, the closer we get to a national divorce. And we can just wind this entire thing down like... <laughs> The the fact that we have some bumbling, stumbling old man shows how weak the the empire is. It also shows how strong they are that they can throw him up there, and and most of the country doesn't know the why. I mean, I I would bet money that the the NPR listeners that I that I knew in in San Francisco, they're not. They have no idea that he's not mentally fit. They don't ever point out any of the shit that we're talking about here. They don't ever <clears throat> call him on his bullshit. 
These people just think he's, you know, Obama 2.0. And now he's saying that he's going to drop. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) And now he's saying that he's going to drop geothermal energy by 90%. Dude, you can't drop anything by 90%. Maybe you're... (laughs) How how well you can produce a sentence can drop by ninety percent, but about that, more than that, you're not going to drop anything. He can drop his earlobes another ninety (laughs) percent. Drop another ninety percent of his dumps into his pants. I mean, (laughs) here he is on Leno. Electric cars are a big part of your climate bill, aren't they? The gigantic part. Also part of the, what people don't realize, is part of the infrastructure bill, you know, building highways and the like. Because we're talking about putting 500,000 charging stations and the money for those charging stations in that bill. In addition to the charging stations, individual companies are electricity. So it's, you know, it's a game changer. You got 40% of all pollution, all the CO2 going up is from a tailpipe. Right. And imagine if we just change that. Good, Jay. Why can't we just change that? He goes, why can't we just change that? Well, for a lot of fucking reasons, Joe, you stupid old man. You can't just change an entire...